superior customer service, relentless service is based on word of mouth advertising. That's getting a person to fall in love with you. So then they bring their friends and their relatives to your place of business. That's the concept of great superior customer service. Hi, I'm Murtaz Versi, and this is Engage Relate Perform, the show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long-term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long-term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash port. Once again, it's M-U-R-T-A-Z-A-V-E-R-S-I dot com forward slash port. Happy Customer Service Week, friends. And I am feeling like a customer service Santa because I come bearing gifts. I'm joined today by a friend, the one, the only, John Shaw, the international recognized service strategist and customer service guru, founder and president of Service Quality Institute, the global leader in customer service. He has developed a complete line of learning systems and services to help organization create a service culture. His technology is used throughout the world. John has authored hundreds of articles on customer service and service strategy and is interviewed almost every week by television, radio, and newspapers from all over the world. This week, he is on a podcast in Africa, and we are over the moon to feature him. USA Today, Time and Entrepreneur Magazine referred to him as a customer service guru. He's the author of eight bestsellers, including Relentless, which was released late last year. For the last 40 years, he has focused solely on customer service, longer than anyone else in the world. So grab your customer service weak scissors and look under the metaphorical tree because I've come to bring a gift. Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, ebook titled Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long-term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day. Then go to mutazaversi.com forward slash pod and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 days to conscious leadership and sustainable performance. Without further ado, John Shaw, welcome to the Engage, Relate, Perform. Murtasa, thank you very much. It's great to be with you today. Thank you, John. And your latest book titled Relentless just reached a year old. So congratulations. Thank you very much, Murtasa. What was the inspiration for the book and why should everyone become relentless and happy about it? Well, I've been focusing on customer service longer than anybody in the world. And what I've found is that companies look at this for maybe one year, six months, two years, some even five years, and then they forget about it. With the pandemic, 
companies basically gave up on customer service. They eliminated it from their vocabulary. And customers don't want great service in the year just 2021. They want it throughout their life. And you can't deliver customer service for a few years. It has to be like breathing. You can't stop. And so that's why I wrote the book Relentless and I use role models in there to share the vision of what happens when you are relentless, when you deliver great customer service. Uh, A very important part in today's business, especially when you're saying, uh, talking about uh, the pandemic and a lot of businesses went online. And there was an article a couple of months ago that a lot of startups have been able to penetrate markets using technology, using digital technology or digital approach. And they impacted big businesses who were in the same industry. And it makes sense because the whole concept of a service was eliminated in in their vocabulary. How do we look at it in terms of leadership? What do you think, what does leadership or what do leaders need to do? to be able to really be relentless and uh, and build that uh, that 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 market the leaders need to understand the service strategy that's how you own and dominate the market i started my business in 1980 january on customer service based on a simple concept when you deliver great service people fall in love with you and they give you more money and when you have bad service they don't fall in love with you and they don't give you much money they don't come back real simple concept doesn't matter if it was January of 1980 or if it's September of 2021. The concept is still the same all over the world. And if your goal is to grow the business, and maybe that's not the goal of most businesses, they want to go down or shrink, or uh, but you need to take care of your customers. And you need to deliver an awesome customer experience. Good customer service, Matassa, does not get you into the game. You think being good is going to be owning the customer. And and by the way, most people think bad customer service is good. Uh, Most CEOs don't understand how bad their customer service is. And so if I wanted to enter any market in Africa, the easiest way to do it is to provide a better customer experience than all the other companies, which is like easy because most companies really don't care about customer service. They don't care about their customers. They have unlimited marketing money. And because they have unlimited marketing money, they don't care how many customers they lose every day or every week because they have unlimited marketing money to get new customers. People believe in Tanzania, there's 500 million people. So if you lose 10 million a year, no big deal. They believe in South Africa that you've got 500 million people living in the country. So If you lose 20 million people a year as customers, no big deal. The problem is that each of these countries are smaller. The population is smaller. The cost of marketing is very, very expensive. Superior customer service, relentless service is based on word of mouth advertising. That's getting a person to fall in love with you. So then they bring their friends and their relatives to your place of business. That's the concept of great superior customer service. It's a culture that we're talking about. It's about developing a culture of service. Correct. And it has to start from the CEO, has to go all the way down to management and then to the lowest level employee. And the obstacle that companies face is that the employee turnover is around 25%, 30%. So if you train everybody in September of 2021, by September of 2022, one third of your workforce is probably gone. And in two years, two thirds is gone. And in three years, you know, you've had all this rotation. So people think I can take Charlie 
and I can put them in this magic program, maybe produced by Service Quality Institute. And they don't realize they got employee turnover. And then if you don't constantly train all these people that on customer service, that, that it's not going to sustain itself, you'll not be relentless. And the other mistake companies make is they believe that you take this 26-year-old, you put them through this magic customer service program, and they believe in maybe six hours or eight hours of training, you're going to change his entire life. And this 26-year-old is now going to become perfect for the rest of his entire life. That's like losing weight. You go on a three-mile run, and you do it once every five or 10 years. You're probably not going to be able to sustain a healthy weight because you have to be relentless. Well, the same thing is true of customer service. You can't stop. You have to constantly train all these people. And it better be with something new and fresh. The largest expense of training is labor time. It's not our materials. It's strictly labor time. And, and so you need to use material that's instructionally designed that gets the message across with very short impact that, that changes attitudes and behavior and then teaches the skills. But you got to come at it with short interventions and it should be at least every four months with something new and fresh. Talking about behaviors, John, uh, talking about engagement, uh, what is your experience about leaders engaging with their teams uh, all the time in order to be able to deliver that culture of service what has been the general experience in the US global who are the who are the leaders in actually offering um, or leaders globally who are offering that service or they are always helping their staff perform better first you got to realize employees are valuable and most companies don't value employees so first it's the mindset change it's a mindset change but you 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 really got to value two audiences number one is your employees if you don't love your employees and you don't tell them every day how much you love them they're not going to be as productive as they can money only gets a guy in the door the second thing you got to love your customers and you got to and and this just doesn't happen in the world and in the the less a person's paid the less respect we have for them. Mm-hmm the less we're willing to invest in train and development. It should just be the opposite. The less a person's trained, the more you should be investing in building and developing their skills. The, and this is where leaders don't understand how to motivate people. And, and their attitude is that people just need a job. And so they, they pay them as little as they can. And the employee shows up and gives as little effort as they can. And, and most companies in Africa and the same is true of Asia and Russia, uh, have 25% more employees than they need. Nobody cares about costs. Price is irrelevant. But in the United States, if you don't understand price in the United States, you're not going to survive. So we don't care about the performance of people. Leaders need to understand how to manage and motivate people for higher levels of engagement, higher levels of customer service, higher levels of performance. And uh, the easiest one to change in any company is not management, not the leader. The easiest one to change is that guy that's only making a few hundred dollars a month. He needs love, recognition, appreciation, uh, made to feel good about himself, taught some skills on how he can do a better customer experience. And if you do that, that individual will perform at a higher level. Interesting you said that, John. My my thought about uh, creating the culture of service and my experience in that is we need to develop more leaders. As much as we uh, have to uh, help the, the, the staff to be loved, we need to create more leaders than just managers. What's your thought about that? Companies don't invest in any of their people. So if you want to develop leaders, you got to build leaders. Yes. 
And, and most leaders don't know how to coach. They don't know how to motivate and inspire their workforce. They just think they're a manager and they need, need to be taught the leadership skills on how do you deliver a better customer experience. They need to understand the strategy of service. They need to learn how to manage and motivate their employees. Employees are driven by recognition. As I said, money gets you in the door, but it doesn't get the motivation. It doesn't create the, the excitement. So uh, most employees in the world particularly frontline employees, but it's true of almost everybody, get very little recognition. The attitude of the leader, as I told Sally a year ago, she was doing a good job. Why would I tell her again? I pay her a lot of money. I pay her $600 a month. And by the way, in the United States, if you're not paying somebody $20 an hour, uh, nobody's going to go to work. Uh, you know, this this country up here has got high unemployment. We have people that get huge government subsidies. They make more money by not working. Um, so there's millions and millions of jobs available, but pe people need recognition. If you're going to push them out the door, if you're going to get their heart and mind and soul involved in your business. So if you go into most businesses in Africa, they have lots of people and they're standing around. Nobody cares about their performance. The manager doesn't care. He knows that we just, we don't pay a lot of bounty. So just hire more people. And the manager, the leader needs to know how to motivate and inspire those people to deliver a higher level of performance. That's how you become an Amazon or a Google or a wilderness safari, in, in, uh, which is based out of Africa. Let's talk about Google. When you say that they are... They need to uh, help their staff or they need to support and build their people. How does Google do it? How does Amazon do it? And what are the learnings for African leaders to take away from their experience and, uh, and use it in, in the African perspective? They're very careful about who they hire, first of all. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, you know, their, their selection process is better. Uh, Amazon on September 1 had a, had a celebration and they had 1 million applicants for jobs, 1 million. And they're filling 165,000 positions. Google uh, believes that uh, people will crawl across glass to work for Google. They want to work for a company that's engaged where you're really talented and you're used and you're capitalized on. And, uh, and Amazon, by the way, doesn't put up with slow performance. You have to perform. So Amazon would have difficulty in Africa because a lot of the people don't show up. They they just they just have a body there. Their mind is gone. You were you'd never get a job at Amazon. So you know they expect performance. Now they pay well. You know, uh people at Amazon are you know paid probably $18 an hour, right? You know, if you take uh, $18 an hour, that's about uh $39,000 a year as as a starting wage. Uh, but the question coming point now here is that it's not the money that really matters. It's how you show you love your people. What does Amazon and Google do to show that? Because uh, when you say that Africa and, and Africa people won't show up, I think I think on that on that perspective, two things. One is true about performance is that it could be that performance is really done because it is a ritual. It has an impact on the bottom line results or, or the salary impact. But when you look at the leadership or the love that they show, um, that's the challenge I could see in Africa. And and I think in, in Africa, if you have people are really looking forward to perform, especially at the lower levels and the mid levels, the reason that is not happening and people feel that Africa is slow is, I, I guess, the leadership part. What is Google or what is Amazon doing on that? 
the leaders? What are they showing? $18, yes, people working, but what's the internal management in terms? Let's go to, our, let's go to forget about Apple and Amazon. Let's go to a company in Africa that's the, the leader in customer service, which is Wilderness Safari based out of Botswana. Okay, tell me about that. You know, they have 2,700 people. The people make very small amounts of money uh, in all of their safari operations because they're in the middle of nowhere. They have to hire people that have no education, no training. From the from the wilderness, that's part of. The, I mean, in order to get the the lodging and the space from the government, <clears throat> they have to hire people from that area. And those people love their jobs. They're treated really, really well, and they all of them are high performing. They don't have zillions of extra people. They have no extra people floating around, but they're all high performing, and they get paid a fraction of what anybody else gets paid. Uh, but they love their jobs, and they're a ten on customer service every day. They're the best I've ever seen. Right there in. In, in Africa, it's uh, they're featured, by the way, in the book Relentless mm -hmm. because they provide, a, I've been in five safaris with Wilderness Safari and they're by far the best. I've been in safaris in Tanzania, in Kenya, uh, Rwanda, but the, the safaris with Wilderness Safaris are light years ahead of the others. If You know, they charge more, but they're really, really... Uh, the best of the best. And so what did you notice on a daily basis? How do how do the leadership manage the people? What do they do that they really, even not being paid the highest uh, perks, but they still perform? What is the leadership doing? They make people feel special. How? They empower employees. They train them on customer service. They take a person with zero education, basically, mm -hmm. and they transform them. And in Botswana, for example, the people are very quiet and shy. Mm-hmm. And they totally transform these people. Okay. So in, in fact, I would encourage all your listeners to go on a safari with Wilderness Safari to just benchmark yourself against the best in the world. You don't need to come to the United States to benchmark yourself against the best in the world. You can go right to, to Zimbabwe, to Botswana. You know, they've, they've got, they're in about five countries. They got about 2,700 employees. And what is your, I mean, I mean, I, I agree with what you were saying that generally the workforce, when they are treated well and when they are transformed uh, and leadership show that they want to help them improve. Uh, but you also need a mindset of the employee to say, yes, I want to improve. The question comes in quite a lot of times when I'm asked, what if, uh, the employee doesn't want to be transformed. And I disagree with that principle that people don't want to be transformed. I think it's more about leadership wanting to show that they want to transform their workforce and to be able to offer quality customer service. What's your thought in that? Well, I, uh, I think the vast majority of people want to get better. You know, most businesses in Africa are really in customer service. If you cut across, you don't have, you've got your minds, you know, which is more into the manufacturing segment, but the vast majority of businesses tend to be in the service sector, whether it be government or healthcare, it's they're in the service, they're in customer service. Nobody ever gets trained on customer service. And if you get trained, it was eight years ago for two hours. And we're supposed to change our life because we went through some kind of a training course for two hours, 10 years ago. And we're supposed to remember everything that we went through. So if you don't have a constant process, it, it dies. Then you take these leaders and they've never had any training. You promote a guy from an employee to a manager or a, or a department head or a supervisor. And as all he's seen previously in his life is people screaming at people and there's no real recognition. So there's no real role models to, to mentor from. Mm. 
people are driven by recognition. They want to feel valued, loved, appreciated, and not once a year. So you have to eat dinner every day. You have to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Sometimes we only eat two meals a day, but we have to eat every day. People need recognition every day. Not every year, not every month, every day. And if you want high-performing people, then you need to teach leaders how to manage and motivate these people using recognition. You don't have to ask the owner's permission to give somebody a pat on the back. You don't need anybody's permission to say to to George, hey, I just saw the project you worked on yesterday and you did a remarkable job. You're absolutely awesome. We love you. You, It takes 60 seconds, two minutes at the most, okay? Uh, You could, uh, what I tell people in a lot of these seminars, if you had a stack of $100 bills, U.S. $100 bills, and every time you saw a person doing a great job, you had a choice. You could give them a $100 bill, or on the other side, you had a stack of your personal stationery. And every time you saw somebody doing a great job, you wrote a personal note. Maria, I just wanted to thank you for the job you did with, with our customer yesterday. In the call center, you were remarkable. You saved our our rear ends. I love you. Thank you so very much. Now, here's the question. If you had a chance and you had a choice, I could write this personal letter, personal note, or I could give the person $100 every time they do a great job. Which one will work the best? What do you think, Matassa? I think the the, the personal note will work the best for long term, uh, because if you want that person to grow and to be able to deliver something for a long, sustainable time, that's the food for their their soul. But when you give $100, it will be appreciated, but thanked for a short while, won't probably uh, leave for too long. What happens when you give the $100, they say, you cheap son of a bitch, I busted my ass and you gave me only $100. Mm -hmm. So the... The letter people keep, mm-hmm. it has a huge impact yeah. and you don't have to ask anybody's permission. Exactly. But the the letter, the email, the phone call where you pick up and, and tell the person needs to have four ingredients for it to work. It has to be genuine. Mm-hmm. It has to be sincere. Mm-hmm. It has to be timely. Uh and it has to come from the heart. So if it's vague, you know, if it's all you do is say, good job, good job, good job, good job, it becomes very plastic. Yes. And plastic feedback doesn't work. Exactly. Uh, children, by the way, need attention every day. And if you have small children, you know what happens if they don't get attention. Exactly. They create a problem and then they immediately get attention. Well, people do the same thing. And uh, so we're, we're talking about how to manage and motivate people for higher levels of performance. And so you got to invest in your total workforce. Uh, you you got to, you know, you could go to any school for the rest of your life in Africa and there aren't any universities or colleges anywhere or any high schools, by the way, mm-hmm. they're going to teach the skills we're talking about. True. In, in Tanzania, you could go to every university in the country, every high school in the country, and they're not, there's not going to be one course on customer service. There's not going to be one course that teaches a person how to manage and motivate people. And if we did, it was for five minutes in a, in a leadership course, and we're supposed to change our life because we had five minutes. It doesn't work that way. So what we're saying basically is we have to relentlessly work on our behaviors We have to relentlessly work on training people and supporting them and coaching them in terms of their behaviors and how they manage customers so that 
they get motivated and they keep on learning so that they deliver not just good customer service, but exceptional customer service. It's really kind of a simple concept. You, if you had a manufacturing plant, or let's say you had a mining plant, okay, your one of your biggest costs is maintenance of equipment because the equipment always breaks down. Always. Okay. People break down. So just because you put gas into the machine or oil or diesel, you know, without that, it's not going to run. So if, if you don't pay people, they're not going to come to work. But it's not going to get the machine to continually be high performance unless you do maintenance on it. People need maintenance. We need to constantly work on improving the skills of people. And it's all in their head. So, but first, we got to recognize that people are valuable. I think one of the problems in most companies is they don't value people. And then the other problem is that, you know, from reading the writing the book Relentless, they don't value customers. True. Well, they believe that they value customers, but they don't value the people. And when they don't value the people, it is like saying they don't value the customers because it's the people who deliver to the customers and not them, right? But coming to another question, John, if a company decides to make customer service its central point or focal point of strategy, what is your guidance to those uh, organizations that really want to take uh, customer service as their strategy. And I know you've spoken a lot about strategy in customer service. Just share us about four or five things that organization need to do to to build that up. You know, I've got a, a little design that's on our website called Proven Process for Delivering a Service Culture. Mm-hmm. And there's nine steps. Okay. The first step the first step is strategy. You, you, you got to understand, is your goal to own the market, dominate the market, or do you just want to be a no-name company? If you don't understand strategy, the rest of it's totally irrelevant. The second thing is people value speed. Mm-hmm. There is no speed in effort. People don't care when they get it done. And speed is is how do I shrink the time from 10 hours to one hour? That's speed, not, not from 10 hours to nine hours. Uh, speed is how do I take a, a project that normally takes two weeks Let's take let's take a bank. It takes two weeks to do a loan. How do I change it to one day? That's called speed. The third thing is you got to have empowerment. People have to be able to make fast, empowered decisions on the spot in favor of a customer. If you have an overhappy customer, your competition screwed. If you have an overhappy customer, they give you more money. The fourth thing is that you got to have you got to reduce the friction. You got to make it easy for people to do business with you. And most companies make it difficult to do business with you. Jeff Bezos said, if you want more of something reduce the friction. If you want less of something, increase the friction. Well, most companies want less customers, so they increase the friction. The next item is that you got to train and develop all your people. There is, if you're unwilling to train and develop people, there's little chance that you're going to be as good as you could be. The sixth, I don't think I mentioned this one, you got to have speed. I did talk about speed. The sixth is that you, you have to remember the customer's name. You have to use the customer's name. What I call uh, cosmetic surgery. You got you're changing the eyebrows, the eyes, the hair. Uh, it's a it's a slight edge. When you go to your local business, and eighty percent of your customers are repeat mm-hmm. minimum, but nobody gives a damn about you. Mm. Nobody cares. I was at Outback Steak uh, restaurant last night. I, it's my wife's favorite restaurant. The service is very good, but nobody gives a damn about you. 
Nobody ever uses your name. They don't care. They don't care if you've been back there a thousand times. They could care less. And and I have a, a loyalty number. I just give them my cell phone and and it has my name. Now the server was very good, but he never bothered to use my name hmm. because because the company's never trained anybody. They don't care. Well, I think one of the highest levels of customer service is when people use your name. And uh, most companies don't care. They never train their people on it. And it, but it gives you a tremendous com- competitive advantage. And then another uh, thing you got to do is is you got to uh, you got to measure the results. Uh, if you don't measure the results, you're gonna people internally are gonna fight this stuff. So if you don't know what the outcome is, if you don't know what's impacting sales and revenue, uh, the four or five things that are close to your heart. Uh, you're not going to have the sustained commitment. You're going to say, well, this is, you know, it was good for the month, but now let's go do something else. And then you have to reduce costs. And price is very, very important. Most companies don't understand price. And I'm not talking about a 1% decrease in price, but how do you dramatically reduce your prices? If, if you increase sales dramatically, you dramatically increase the value of the business. Mm-hmm. And there are several ways to reduce price. Number one, uh, if you eliminated all the dumb policies, rules, and procedures, you'd save a lot of money. I Yesterday, I flew to New York, spent $746 on the plane ticket, $500 on the visa service, because they wanted an in-person interview for a visa. Mm-hmm. They could have done it on Zoom. You know, I was there for five or 10 minutes with them. You know, it's a it's a protocol. But, it, you know, they said because of COVID-19, we now have to have you fly to our embassy 1,500 miles away from Minneapolis. They don't care about price. They don't care about costs. It was government. Okay. Well, we have all these stupid policies and rules that most companies worship and employees worship. And then the second thing is too, too many employees. We don't care about performance. So... One of my complaints about Africa is that there are too many employees. Nobody cares about building and developing high-performing employees. We just we pay people less. We don't care about performance. We just keep hiring more additional people. When there's an opening, we hire two people, knowing that each will give us 50%. Mm. And so if you had high-performing employees, you could reduce your employee turnover by, by your employee rate by probably 25%. Or if you delivered this great customer service, you wouldn't have to hire new employees to handle the inflow because you've got high performing people. And then the third thing is that most companies uh, have about 10% of their employees who have died on the job and they never terminate them. Yes. And you got to be really, really creative to get fired in most companies in the world. And they piss off your customers. Everybody knows who they are, but it's just too inconvenient to fire them. So we keep dead people on the payroll. And then the other people say, well, if you got dead people, I might as well not work either. And the A players, they leave. A players do not like working with C players, F players, or C players. They leave. So you lose your very best people and you got more dead people working for you. Uh, so price is very important. So, so those are some of the elements that are critical uh, if you're going to really drive a service culture. I like the point where you say that people, you hire two people for one position uh, to do 50% job. I think if the mindset of leaders is to hire 
high-performing people, uh, they grow their business, they can hire more people. Uh, because the concept is, let's try and hire as many people as possible. People should get jobs. But you can't get jobs if in one uh, business that is doesn't grow because then the cost is high, uh, the business doesn't grow, and you don't are not able to offer the best to your customers. Uh, so I agree with you that that's very costly. The other part of being dead, it's, it's true for a lot of places. Firing people is becoming a biggest challenge. Uh, and it's not in the DNA of so-called people who want to drive the company to a, a mere business that is not performance. And when we talk about non-performing, there are managers that are non-performing. So, you know, most companies probably have at least 10% of their employees who are either half dead or three quarters dead. But the other thing that I also find, John, is the education system uh, whereby um, people were educated, uh, came back, or educated abroad, came back, have a position. And now uh, the youngsters, because uh, education is not more, it used to be a, a power before, but it's not more power anymore. It's easy to get uh, educated online. You don't have to travel. Uh, and what really is happening is that managers are feeling threatened now because the youngsters are being educated. They understand what they want. They understand that they are not going to be playing with C-class players. The managers are C-class. They are A-class. They want to, and there is a lot of pressure going upwards to get the managers. Either they move on the side or they play the game. And I think that will help. But again, Coming in, we need that leadership. Those youngsters are coming up into that positions. If they are able to uh, lead their team and understand the concept that you're talking about, I think there'll be great changes in customer service. But also coming to the point on Relentless, uh, John, how do you look at it on the digital platform as far as customer service is concerned? What would you compare the, uh, the delivery of service on digital versus face-to-face? Uh, -face. One of the reasons some people prefer digital because it's faster, quicker, and the people are nicer because it's all digital. So that customer experience is, is, is really important. There's three doors that I think every organization has to have. And one is the internet, which is the digital platform. It could be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The second is you need a call center that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, answered by live people not voicemail, not push one, push two, and push three to go to hell. And then third is your is your physical location. What are the hours of your physical location? I just returned from Moscow, and the city of, of Moscow is very customer-driven. They have 130 multifunctional centers that provide about 170 different services, and they're open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. It's government. There's no private business that does the same thing. And almost everything is free in there, and it's fast. Uh, the flagship stores are open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week. Well, in, in the United States government, they, they're open five days a week from 8 a.m. till maybe 4 or 4.30. There's no government organization in the United States that could compete with them. So they've got all the digital platforms, but people still like to come and they want to be treated with respect. And so you can get married there for four and a half dollars. You can get your marriage license. You can uh, get your passport photos. You can book a trip. You can get a COVID test. You can get a COVID vaccine. Everything's free, you know, except for the, the small tax that they, that, they, that they charge. And it's all provided by government. But the people smile. 
The people are very nice. They're very convenient. They get 10,000 employees just in the multifunctional centers uh, throughout this, just the city of Moscow. Now, Moscow's got like 17 million people. It's a pretty big market. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, uh, John. Uh, it's, it's all about being relentless. It's uh, being there all the time until death do us apart. It's not about doing it today and living it tomorrow. It's always about getting your people to deliver superior customer service. It requires strategy. If you don't understand the strategy, you don't have great leadership. People are not motivated to deliver. You can be talking about customer service until tomorrow morning and nothing will happen. You'll not increase your market share. You will not have business and you will continue struggling with your customers and your business. Without further ado, John, it was a pleasure to have you on board today. We have three rituals, John, that we normally do for our podcast. First, you know, we normally ask the last guest in the podcast to leave a question for the next guest. And my last guest was uh, Ojoga Ajunwa from Nigeria. And she had a question which you have to answer, John. How do you stay motivated in an environment that constantly there are so many challenges like back to back? How do you keep yourself motivated as a leader? I'm very goal-driven. I focus on my goals. I'm, I'm relentless. You have to have a, a game plan and you have to work your game plan. Most people don't have any goals. They don't have written goals. They just have, you know, they want to work hard. They want to make more money, but they don't have a written game plan. If you have a written game plan and you focus on your game plan, mm -hmm. which also includes the data that, you, you know, the number of calls you got to make every day, the activity you got to do every day, that, that's how you become relentless. That's how you keep motivated. It's not too difficult. Great. So, you got to do what you have to do daily, religiously, following your goals, written goals, following the written goals. You have to have written, you have to have written, clearly defined game plan for all areas of your life, your mm -hmm. business, your health, your uh, financial, your family, your mental, uh, spiritual, educational, you know, how you can improve yourself, a, a written game plan. I've had a game plan since I was... 22 years old. The second ritual is I want you to leave a question for our next guest. So what is your question to our next guest? What are you going to do to provide relentless customer service in your company, your organization? Super question. And I'm sure the next guest will be looking forward to it. Uh, you have 30 seconds, John, 30 seconds to share any message with the world that are going to listen to your podcast. Well, I love Africa. I love Tanzania. Uh, it's a very, very important market area. And uh, I, I just think that everybody can be dramatically more successful. With COVID-19, it has decimated the world. We have to continue to push forward. We cannot stop. We cannot let up. And if we just keep focusing on our goals, we will become successful. And never forget about the customer. Without the customer, none of us can succeed. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us for this podcast. Until next time, merci beaucoup. Thank you so much, John. Thank you very much. 
You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutraz Abirsi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutazaversi.com forward slash pod to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again, go to mutazaversi.com forward slash pod and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.